Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. And my name is Todd Hixenbaugh. Today, we're going to be learning from Kenny and L. Campbell. Now, Kenny and L. have over 20 years of combined ministry experience in student ministry. They used to work for a church called Chapel in Buffalo, New York, and recently worked for an organization called the Rethink Group, or better known as the Orange Group. Recently, they went full-time in an organization that they started several years ago called Stuff You Can Use. Now, they started Stuff You Can Use in 2010, and the whole goal of this organization is to create resources that are high quality and easy to use for student pastors or people who are in youth ministry. And they just went there full time. And so we're really excited to talk with Kenny and Elle today. So one of the reasons why we're so excited is because Kenny and Elle have been people who have been creating and doing things and, and talking and speaking, doing different speaking engagements for a while now. And it's just, they're, they're two people, they're a couple that, that Caleb and I have really looked up to and really kind of absorbed a lot of the information that they've talked about. And so for us, it was, it was really an honor to be able to talk to two people who are major influencers in the student ministry world and to be able to ask them just a little bit about, um, uh, get a little bit of their, their process, their creative process and kind of why they do some of the things that they do. And, and just being able to hear about um, the, the passion that they have for some, some of their upcoming resources, as well as being able to hear about stuff you can use and, and just kind of their story. It, it was just a really great, great experience to be able to talk with them. And we're just, that's why we're so excited to be able to bring that um, content to you, um, the listener. And we're going to join our conversation with Kenny and L. Campbell about stuff you can use right now. Well, we're so excited to have uh, Kenny and L. Campbell on the podcast today. How about uh, you just say uh, welcome to our audience? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, thanks for having us on the podcast, and thank you, everyone listening. Hopefully, yeah. uh, we'll have a good episode. Today. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. So as we begin, why don't uh, the both of you just tell us a little bit about what's going on with you at Stuff You Can Use right now? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, basically, a little background is we were leading the middle school ministry at our church in Buffalo, New York, for about nine years, and uh, that's kind of the church that Elle grew up in, and that's where we met, and so we kind of got plugged into the youth ministry there and did that for a while, and while we were there, we started creating stuff. We were teaching ourselves how to use all the Adobe products like Photoshop and Dreamweaver and Illustrator and all that good stuff, and uh, finally, we are like, hey, we should you know, the stuff we're creating for our youth ministry, we should put that up on a website and make it available to people. And so that's kind of how Stuff You Can Use was born. And so we were just creating stuff, putting it up for free, and eventually it turned into a marketplace. And uh, now we're doing it full time. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing and we love it. And what turned was like a side project has now turned into like a full-time gig for us. <laughs> yeah. And it's just been fun because we got to kind of blend a bunch of our passions in some like new and interesting ways. So, I mean, obviously we both love ministry, um, but Kenny loves uh, the business aspect and being an entrepreneur. I mean, I like that too, but he likes it a lot more. Um, I love writing and I love design. And so just kind of like through all this stuff, we both got to lean into some different passions that were pretty different, um, but got to pull them together in some new and interesting ways. So it's been really cool. Sure. What What are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome, like, especially coming to like full time? Like, what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome um, mm -hmm. whenever it comes to moving to like making stuff you can use your full time job? 
Sure. Well, I mean, this is, we actually just started it as our full-time thing only a few months ago. So our entire uh, working lives, we've always had bosses and like had a, like a place to go to work in an office. And so this was really the first time where we were stepping out and being like, all right, we're not going to have an income to fall (laughs) back on. Like if we don't support right. ourselves through this, we're going to be right. in trouble. So the biggest struggle is we don't get checks anymore in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily, you know, we've been able to create an audience over the last, like we started stuff you can use in 2010. Mm-hmm. So we've been kind of cultivating this audience and like growing our influence and just our exposure in the marketplace and building, um, you know, it's a great community around what we were doing. And so when we finally were able to launch, we're, confident that we'll be able to support ourselves but it's still scary because (laughs) you never had to do it before so I mean that was really the biggest struggle is just kind of getting to that place where we were confident enough to say like all right let's take the plunge Mm because we've always wanted to work for ourselves we've always wanted you know it's a great life to not have to go to work and like be your own boss and have flexibility to do what you do wherever you want and whatever you want so Mm -hmm. that was always a goal and so finally we thought hey we're in a good position uh, let's just take the chance now while we still have time left in our lives <laughs> right. so we don't regret it. Yeah. So, but that's, that's been the biggest challenge. But I mean, honestly, since we have been doing it on the side for the last seven years, it's been a slow, slow process. Mm-hmm. So we've been able to learn throughout the years and all the little stuff to kind of get us ready here. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a long journey and finally we're able to kind of reap the rewards of that. Yeah. And I think, uh, another thing too, is like, so right now we're launching, uh, what we'll, kind of be like our future core resource of stuff you can use. Uh, It's called Grow Curriculum and Strategy. So we're building that right now. And so um, there's a little bit of a challenge there because we, um, it's a brand new product that's never existed before. So we don't have like a ton of revenue coming in yet. So we have to figure out like, what are the things that we can pay people to do? And what are the things we just need to do um, and not sleep for a while and just get it done? So pretty much the month of June, you know, we won't be sleeping much, but that's okay because we're making some stuff that we really believe in and really love uh, and that we're excited about. So, you know, that's a, it's an interesting balance and we're looking forward to the next few months where there's some stability and we can kind of see like, okay, we can maybe hire somebody to kind of bring on and help alleviate some of the stuff that we're working on. Um, so it's a challenge, but... We kind of like challenges. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys were on uh, stuff. Or stuff you, yeah, you guys were on stuff you can use a couple weeks ago. You guys <laughs> were on, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, you guys were <laughs> on uh, Launch University a couple weeks ago, talking about um, launching and all that. That really, what you guys are doing, really is kind of exactly what they were talking about. And what you guys were talking about on the episode, which is just kind of going out on your own and, and really launching something that you believe in, you're passionate about, and um, that other people are really interested in yeah it's great talk talk yeah, to us a little well, bit or sorry go ahead i was i was gonna say kind of like to that point um a little more of our background is that's really what we're passionate about is creating things and then bringing it to the people so like <laughs> well basically if we come up with an idea that we want to use in our ministry or in our lives we're like hey if it doesn't exist we should just go create it so we've had like a handful of things like that that have actually turned out great. Like Mm -hmm. for instance, in our ministry, we're looking for a way to put Instagram uh, pictures into our slideshow. So our kids could just like take a picture real quick, 
use our use our hashtag and put it up on the screen and there really wasn't anything that existed in our price <laughs> range so we're like let's just create it and then make it available to churches and other people for really inexpensive and uh it ended up being a hit and now it's like a revenue source that comes in every month for us and it's just kind of like hands off it runs itself and it's just a great little product so that's called event feed live if you're looking for a solution to get <laughs> instagram pictures into your slideshows and your environments uh that's what we created and that's just you know we did like a card game and we've done like different websites and digital devotionals and different websites that we've launched the fantasy that, football thing what do you say the fantasy football thing Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah. So I have a little okay. story. So I got a I got a little story to tell you about this. So I'm driving in my car and I'm a nerd. So I'm listening to podcasts while I'm driving, and I'm hearing you talking to to Jeff and, and everybody there about this fantasy football thing. And I was like, Kenny, don't feel bad about this. I would have done the exact same thing. Like for me, yeah. I would have yeah. done the same thing. Yeah. So what what he's talking about is I had this idea for a fantasy football stock market. And I love fantasy football and I just love, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And I'm like, Hey, it would be fun to create like a stock market version of the game. I love games. And so I got a couple of friends together. We put this whole thing together, invested some money and built the whole platform. And uh, we just didn't have the infrastructure to market it well, or like get any significant stuff behind <laughs> it. So it was, it was fun. We had like, you know, a few hundred users on using it, but it just wasn't enough to sustain it long term. So we kind of shut that down. But that was called Fantasy Trade X. So anyway, but yeah, we we just love like coming up with ideas and launching them and seeing what happens. And so that's what we're passionate about. And luckily for us, most of them have worked out pretty good. Fantasy Trade X. <laughs> is one of the only ones that hasn't worked out. Maybe that's because you did it without me. <laughs> yeah, right. That was, that was the only one that didn't have Al involved. Got ya. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. So going back to what you said earlier, you know, you talked about, you know, moving into this mindset of really it being all on you and you being the boss of you. Talk to us a little bit about like the difference between the difference you've experienced between like working for someone and like working for yourself now. Yeah. I mean, really, we've had like great experiences in the places that we've worked. Um, we, you know, we worked at our church for a lot of years. It was a really healthy organization. We loved it. Um, we also worked at Orange for a few years um, and had a ton of fun there. Um, and so, I mean, really, like there's pros and cons to both. Um, and really for us, it just kind of came to, <laughs> this is going to sound like funny, and maybe, maybe this is weird. But basically, we got to the point where we're just like, we don't really want to go into an office anymore and we want to move to the beach maybe. Like, so we want to, we wanted like a, a life where we could kind of like travel and like not be uh, constricted to one location. Um, and so when we kind of like thought through, okay, well that's that we know that's the kind of life that we want where we'll be able to go visit our family because our family's in a lot of different places where, you know, we have the flexibility to move around and kind of like own our own schedules was kind of when we realized like, okay, yep, we probably should just be our own bosses because we will probably make other bosses very mad if we try to work for them and are never around. Yeah, and like another thing too is when you work for somebody, you are under their you vision. know vision, yeah. exactly. So you know if you have ideas and you want to do stuff, you really can't mm -hmm. do it the way you necessarily want to because you have a boss, which is right. you know the way it works. So yeah. Someday we'll probably have some employees and they'll be thinking the <laughs> same like, thing. Oh, like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do their vision. Right. Well, I think sometimes there's like there's I mentioned this I think on the on the launch university podcast too, is um there it's a fun challenge, I think, to work within other people's confines. 
but it's just a different kind of challenge to work with none. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're both fun for different reasons. It really just depends on, you know, I think your season of life and your wiring. Um, and for us, I think we were able to work in both environments, um, you know, at different times, but this is just kind of a new season for us. We're like, all right, we're just going to try it. Cause if we don't try it now. We don't have kids yet. It's like, we don't try it now. When are we going to try it? So we're going to see how it goes. Cool. So, you know, I think one of the things that I'm constantly amazed at is like you have all these ideas, whether it's the Pharisees card game oh or, the gr- or the grow curriculum or whatever it is. How do you come up with all these ideas for different products and resources? Do you guys like eat something different or drink something different than other people? Because like every so- like seriously, you guys are always having something. That's what? true. I mean, we do have a lot of ideas. So I think part of um, really like, I mean, we, we're learners. Um, we love listening to podcasts. Like you mentioned, we read tons of different things. We like watch a lot of documentaries. We're constantly learning. Um, and we, we learned early on, uh, I think in our professional lives that um, there's this idea um, about being an expert generalist. And so what that means is that the most creative people are not experts in one specific field, but they actually know a lot about a ton of different fields. And the reason that that is like a spark for creativity is because creativity, all that is, is just making connections that have never been made before. Um, so, I mean, like there's not really like a brand new idea ever, like those don't exist, but the best new creative ideas are the things that link things that have never been linked before. Um, so, I mean, like even you mentioned that Pharisees card game, I mean, really all that is, is, merging the game mafia with the bible um, so we're just taking two things and like mashing them up um but i mean in a sense like that's really what creativity is uh and so i think just kind of forcing ourselves to be learners in a lot of different fields um and just being curious about a lot of different things has helped spark ideas for us um so i think that's huge but i think the other thing too is like and kenny is way better at this than i am i can be a little bit of like a wimp sometimes and kind of like live in my own head like oh that'll never work but Kenny's just like who cares like let's just try it like if it doesn't work who cares like we'll move on and so there's kind of this fearlessness that I think is important um and yeah so just we try to give ideas a chance I agree I think it I literally like I feel like we've always had ideas yeah this is kind of you know it may be somewhat of a natural thing but i also think you can learn to be creative Mm -hmm. and like al said like i think it is learning in different areas outside of your area of focus so even as a youth pastor i loved learning about history or technology or marketing or like anything right like anything outside like most youth pastors I know, or even people in ministry listen to like 90% ministry podcasts. They're either listening to like the latest sermon, like Mm -hmm. preacher that's out there or like Christian leadership podcasts where that's like the opposite for me. I'm only like 10% Christian podcasts. And like the rest of everything I want to learn from is like outside of that bubble. And so I feel like that does lend itself to uh, giving you new and fresh ideas because now you're learning about things that just, you know, aren't in your area of focus. You can bring those ideas from the outside into your area and like start to create new things. So I don't know that, that I do think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. What are your, some, of, some of your favorite podcasts to listen to right now? Let's see today. What did I listen to today? Today I listened to Invisibilia. Um, that's a great one. They they're doing a series right now about emotions. That was really cool. 
So I listened to that today. Uh, listened to um, the TED Radio Hour, which is like oh they take gosh. TED Talks and then they provide some commentary and kind of like lump them together. So there was one today that was um, on disruptive leadership that was so super, super good. Um, I think there was maybe like three or four different TED Talks in there. Um, so that's a good one because they'll kind of theme it, but then you'll get a ton of different perspectives uh, from different people in different fields. Uh, so those are some. Yeah. What else? I mean, I? my all-time favorite is Radiolab. Yeah. So Radiolab is like technology meets science meets whatever. That's great. I mean, This this American Life is a great mm-hmm. podcast. I love a podcast called Reply All. Oh, yeah, yeah It's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. internet story uh, <laughs> podcast. It's amazing. Uh, Planet Money. It's just like a financial podcast, mm-hmm. but like this, the stories are interesting, and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I learned a lot from that. Oh, also, I listen to some fiction podcasts. So, um, so who's he? And I always yeah. tell him he's weird. I love him. Oh, so yeah. Tannis is a good one, and so is Rabbits. They're from the same uh, production company, and um, they're both just like kind of sci-fi um sort of like lost a little bit like that kind of you know the tv show lost like a little bit of that um so anyway so i love a little bit of fiction i feel like fiction keeps you you know kind of fresh and like keeps that creativity going do you listen yep. to any podcasts that are zombie based not me tell her about the zombie podcast there's a zombie podcast this guy's listening to yeah i'll listen to that it, it's called we're alive and okay. it is phenomenal. It's kind of it's a little bit like The Walking Dead. If you like The Walking Dead, yeah, imagine yeah. that as a podcast, and that's All right. that's we're alive. I refuse. So, okay. All right, I'll check it out. That's solid. <laughs> so with with all of these ideas that you come up with, what what are some of the tools that you use to capture those ideas so that you don't forget them? Oh man. So I just have a simple list. Like I use a. Thing called actually I probably use Evernote for my ideas and I just have a list of ideas so actually we do like I have a list of probably like 10 ideas that I know I'd want to create I just haven't yet so they're either like ideas for apps or for websites or for uh, something that we want to do that I think can make it in the world <laughs> um, we just haven't had the time to do it yet right. so we know we don't have we're, we're not going to run out of ideas anytime soon we and do have uh, a we'll see what happens yeah. but i mean i don't do anything special except just write write it down and save it for later mm-hmm. and uh you know then i take a look at them and think like mm-hmm. all right which one has the most potential to like hit the market well like is there an audience for this is there you know can we create it is it going to cost us any money that's another thing like it really doesn't cost us much to bring I- our ideas to life because we build our own websites. We do our own graphic design. We have learned how to do marketing over the years. So really, we kind of run it all out of our house. <laughs> um, so if we want to do something, and like we have friends that are like web developers, so like and like app developers. So if we have an idea, we can get it going pretty easily. Yeah, um, I'm super disorganized, so uh, I just trust Keith's list of things to do, and that's pretty much it. That's about it. Well, I do hang things on my wall sometimes. Like, you can see kind of behind me. We're on Skype right now. You listening to the podcast can't see this. I'm sorry. Um, but we have some I have some things pinned to my wall as reminders. So I do that, but mostly I'm just really unorganized. So I'm a, I'm whatever case I'm a notebook person, but here's yeah. the problem. I lose them. Mm, that is a problem, sir. I lose them. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Well, we actually we do have a lot of creative boards in our house too. Um, I did a blog post on it a couple years ago. If you guys are looking for like a visual of what this looks like, um, you can find it on stuff you can use if you search for creative board. Uh, but we have like those all around our office um, that 
we use them for like different things. So we have one that's like a to-do list. Um, we have one that is kind of like the the outline of what grow our new uh, resource is going to look like, kind of all the, the different components. Um, and then we just use them for like general brainstorming and stuff too. So yeah, lots of, lots of colorful slips of paper hanging out in my office right now. So with these, so with these ideas, do you, do you guys consciously like sit down and like brainstorm these or are you literally like watching uh, America's Got Talent and you, you just are <laughs> like, hey, this is yeah. a good idea. Like, how does that work for you? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, road trips. Road yeah, trips actually, are road trips are where a lot of ideas come to like being. Yeah. Not we don't we don't create them on the no. road, but I mean, like, I the do idea while you drive. I usually sit on my laptop while you drive. Yeah. So like, and like sometimes we go on vacation. Uh, like for the month of December, we usually get a lot of great ideas because that's our anniversary and Christmas. So we kind of put them both together and take like a few weeks off and just go on vacation. And so when we're just together in like a secluded place, then we really start brainstorming. Um, but honestly, we don't sit down and say like, hey, let's come up with an idea or hey, here's an idea. Let's like flesh it out. It's kind of like we come up with it. And then if we like it, we start to build it. And then as we're building it, we kind of get more flesh around mm -hmm. it and like ask people what they think. And I don't know. It, yeah. We don't really do a full <clears throat> brainstorm session before right. we start going at it. Yeah, we will do brainstorm sessions, but those are after the idea has already been somewhat kind of developed. And then we'll kind of brainstorm the specifics of it and put it out on paper. But yeah. I feel like in general, my brain holds ideas well. Like I can see the full vision of it. Mm -hmm. I don't really like to brainstorm with other people, honestly. Like it's okay, but I would rather just come up with it in my own head and then get Refine. people like, yeah, then after we have the idea, get people to help mm -hmm. like bring it to life. Right. Well, yeah, you're very like, um, you just like, you're very efficient. And so that is more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of walk us through your process of, you know, you have the idea, you know, what you want to create through turning it into like an actual product. Like walk us through that process of what it looks like for you. Sure. Well, okay. Let's take Pharisees as an example for that. Cause that's like a physical product. So there's a lot more steps involved. So like we love the game mafia and we started playing it with our friends and coming up with different scenarios and turn into like Bible scenarios. And then we're like, Hey, and this is on a road trip. We're on the way back. It's like, all right, we love those Bible scenarios and mafia. Let's turn this into a game. So then for the next few hours, we just brainstormed all the different characters for the game. And so we kind of wrote down like 20 different characters, got home and said, okay, let's turn this into a Kickstarter. So we filmed the video like the next day. And we're well, like, we also, we also, so after we had like our list, we had some funny friends who know the Bible. And so we sent them the list and we're like, guys, here's the list that we came up with. What do you have to add? Um, and there were a few people who just like killed it with tons of hilarious, amazing yes. additions. So that's kind of a good example, I think, of like a focused brainstorm and then we send it out to be refined. Yeah. And then we we're like, hey, let's put this on Kickstarter. So we made a video, put it up. And that was before we had anything going. I mean, really, that's kind of what Kickstarter is for anyway, mm -hmm. like before it's really finished. And so we put the video up and then hire a designer hired uh we found like a person that makes boxes person or a place that makes cards uh instruction booklets we had to find all that stuff get it all created sent to our house so it was really just kind of like step by step mm -hmm. we got it we put it up started raising money and then before you knew it we had a finished game mm -hmm. in our hands and for the most part when we're looking for designers and manufacturers and stuff 
we typically are looking for those online because you can find um, much better deals online than you could just looking locally. Um, and so we're able to kind of source for like the cheapest. Yeah. Like specifically stuff. on like Upwork. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever used Upwork before, but it basically it's a website that just has a lot of contractors. And so you can find designers, you can find mm -hmm. basically anybody you want on Upwork. It's yeah. a, it's a pretty cool service. Yeah. 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 So, you know, with both of you not really working in a church right now, how do you stay up to date with, you know, finding more about students and, you know, identifying uh, your target or knowing your target audience, but staying up to date with what they're going through? Yeah, absolutely. So we both serve every week in the youth ministry as volunteers. Um, we are both small group leader coaches, which I feel like in terms of trying to learn the like demographic of our audience is kind of like the sweet spot because which we didn't choose it for that reason. But now that we're in, I'm like, yo, this is awesome because we oversee volunteers. So um, as small group leader coaches, like we are volunteers, but then we oversee volunteers. So these small group leaders um, were kind of like helping them and pastoring them. Um, so it's kind of like we get, we still get that ministry experience that we had at our last church where we're leading volunteers. Um, but then also we're leading small groups. Uh, either with them or we're subbing with for our small group leaders. So we're leading small groups and we specifically um, serve in a middle school ministry. So we lead small groups of middle schoolers. Uh, but then the other thing that's cool is that our church has high schoolers leading small groups. So we also get to minister to high school age kids um, and kind of learn, um, you know, from them and with them. Uh, and then also like our church is, is awesome. So they give us opportunities to like host and to do games uh, and other stuff too. So I feel like we're in like a really cool spot right now where we get to touch a lot of different areas of ministry. Um, but then also like the way, especially with grow, um, the way that we're structuring it is we have, uh, over 30 contributors who are really building this thing with us. Um, and they are youth pastors from all over the place. So they're in small churches and big churches. They're in, um, like city churches and urban church and, uh, like rural churches and suburban churches. They're all over the place, different denominations. Um, and so, we mentioned like we we try to be learners as much as possible and so we're really leaning into our contributors like guys like what um what is your context like what about this product like would or would not work for you um so really we're just kind of trying to you know learn from the people who are on the ground um in not just people in our kind of situation but people in a lot of different contexts yeah and with stuff you can use we like over the you know last seven years we've been able to build an email list that has like 52,000 people on it now. We have a Facebook group that has like 6,000 youth workers in it. So we are constantly keeping our pulse on what the average youth worker is thinking about and what they're struggling with and talking about. So, I mean, that Facebook group, especially every day, we see the conversations that happen in there. And it just gives us great insight into like the youth ministry world currently, like as it's happening. Yeah. So yeah, that's like a great tool to help us yeah. keep uh, up with what's going on. I feel like in a lot of ways, we have a better understanding of the bigger picture of youth ministry now than we did when we were youth pastors, um, because we were so focused on our specific group of students and our specific context that um, we really had to like zero in on what it was like to minister to a bunch of kids in Getzville, New York, and like what that looked like. And so now we're kind of in the spot where we get to learn from so many different people that I feel like we've we've learned a lot more than we could have just in our small little context. So how, how do you do all this? I mean, you're, you're serious. <laughs> do you sleep? Um, you guys sleep. <laughs> like, how does that work? Gosh. 
So well, it depends on the season. Yeah, we usually take, and that's the thing too, you can only take one, like each idea one at a time. Yeah. So like I said, we have a list of 10 things. We will get to them eventually, mm-hmm. but we just focus on one at a time. And so, yeah. you know, when we were working full-time jobs, our jobs were always pretty flexible um, so that, you know, we could do stuff at home and that, you know, and plus we don't have kids. So we have mm-hmm. extra time to yeah. work on our side projects at home. But, and I think we're like pretty efficient. Like I'll mentioned, like we just get stuff done fast. Like if we have something we know we want to do, we just go and make it happen mm-hmm. quickly. So like, you know, for instance, we had this idea called youth ministry labs and it was basically like um, coaching videos for youth pastors. Um, and so within a month, we turned our spare bedroom into a video studio. I bought like this video equipment, lighting and like <laughs> sound stuff and uh, camera and like a little, you know, tripods and all this stuff. Right. So we turned our bedroom into a video studio, filmed 16 videos, uh, added them all on our laptops and built a website and had it up. Like, literally <laughs> within a space right now. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, I, and I feel like we will work in like intense spurts too, which really helps because it's not like we're constantly working a ton. We, we, we actually really value like fun and rest and not being insane. Um, so like we, like we just got back from like a three day vacation and now we're like diving full on into the development of grow. So like, I won't be sleeping much for the next three to four weeks, but that's okay because we had a vacation before we'll have one in the middle. We'll have one afterwards. Like we, so we really do try to make it a priority to rest because if you like, if you don't, um, you can't be productive. Like you have no brain space. You have no creativity left. Um, I was listening to this, I forget what podcast it was. Um, I'm always, we're always listening to podcasts all the time, but, uh, just as like an illustration, they were talking about, um, you know, the, like the dog sled races in Alaska, yeah. You know, so when they first started those, um, the, the strategy was like to just run straight through, um, to try to, to try to win. And for like years, that was the case of like these dog sled teams would just like fly through, but <laughs> this is terrible. But what would happen is like after the races, literally all the dogs would die because they were so exhausted. Like they, cause you're not made to like run that fast. Um, so this one guy decided to try something different. Um, and he actually like throughout the race, I think in these races, by the way, take like 20 days or something like they take a long time, but this one guy tried, decided to try something different. And with his, um, his team of dogs, he actually rested them more than he ran them. So he would rest for a long period of time and then sprint for a short period of time, rest and sprint. Um, and he actually, he won the race and like beat everybody else's time by like half. So it was, it like changed the whole game. People were like, what the heck? Like, what is your secret? He was like, I just rested them more than I ran them. And I feel like that's just really important for people in ministry, but also just in general for creativity. Like you've got to be, um, like healthy if you want to actually like sustain what you're doing. So we really do try to make that a priority, even though some seasons are a little insane like this one. Right. That goes a lot to what you were talking about earlier with just being an expert generalist. I mean, because you guys get into everything. I mean, there's not really one aspect of youth ministry that you that you don't get into. So, how do you? So yeah, well, with that, like, how do you how do you continue to maintain um, the 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 quality that goes along with that? Because this, a lot of stuff you guys put out is, is really quite quality with what it is on stuff you can use and things like that. So with that, you know, just being an expert generalist and kind of getting into every aspect of it, 
you know, violent training videos you were just talking about, and now this curriculum. How do you continue to maintain quality over time with that? So, yeah, well, and that's the thing. We're not doing all of them all the time. So, like, those training videos, that was, like, you know, we created those in a month, and we did 16 of them, and, like, then it was over. And so we still have those available, but it was just, like, a one-time project. Right. Really, like, the podcast that we have called Youth Ministry Answers, that's an ongoing thing, but it doesn't take a lot of time. You know, once we had the everything set up, like our little podcast studio here, um, it's pretty easy. You know, we invite guests over, we Skype them in or whatever. And so we can, like, maintain the quality of that pretty easily. Um, yeah, we kind of, you know, we take things one at a time and we don't, we're definitely not, I wouldn't think we're workaholics at all because we're not working day and night. Like I said, like, we do spend a lot of time doing like fun stuff. So we just had Zelda for the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not going to tell you how many hours I spent playing it because it's super embarrassing. Yeah. So like even now we're like racing to finish, grow, and get it out the door, but it's not all day every day because we're spending a lot of time playing Zelda too. So you know, there's like, and I'm like, you know, I'm actually taking flying lessons at the moment That's too. Fair. So I'm getting my private pilot's license, and oh so that God. takes up a lot of time. So you know, there's like these random things that we'll do. And I've been spending the last month just preparing to die in a plane crash someday, so that takes yeah. up some time. But like to maintain the quality, I think like once you once you start to create quality stuff and like you from the beginning, you, you set yourself up right. So like right now we're sitting in our podcast studio and like we bought very nice equipment and wall treatments and like, you know, made sure that it was going to be quality from the very beginning. And now when we do it, it's just, it, it's going to be that way. Same thing with our video studio, right? I went all in. I like bought all the equipment, did all the treatments, bought everything we needed to make it work. And now when we do it, the videos are going to be quality. So it's just, you know, if you do it right from the very beginning, and that's the thing, like when we have an idea, like we jump all the way in like Pharisees. It wasn't like, ah, let's just try it. We'll make it like crummy at first and see if anyone likes it. We're like, no, like we're going to actually get full packaging for this. And we're going to find like distribution. And we're going to like try to do everything we can to make it as quality as possible and then you know from then on it's just it ends mm -hmm. up being a quality product so yeah. if you take your ideas and treat them really well at first it's a lot easier mm -hmm. to sustain them moving yeah. forward also i'm a perfectionist so <laughs> that happens a lot well so. and, and i'm not and i'm more like hey we need to get this out the door right. and she wants to keep editing it <laughs> or whatever so we have like a good balance there yeah. where i have the understanding like hey we want to be like fast to get this idea mm -hmm. out but Elle definitely holds the bar to make sure that it's still quality enough to get the idea out. Yeah. Sure. So in the midst of all these ideas, in the midst of all these products, I'm sure you've had a couple of failures. So what do you do to kind of get through um, whenever you experience failure? Yeah, well, it's the uh, sunk cost fallacy, which I don't know if you're familiar with what that is. And so basically... It's this idea of if you put a lot of time and energy into something and then you start to realize like, hey, this isn't going to work out the way we thought, it's better to just move on from it as fast as possible and move on to the next thing rather than to keep sinking time and energy into it. So like the sunk cost fallacy is like if you feel like you put a lot of investment into it, it doesn't mean you have to keep going. Like if you feel like this is not a good idea and it's not going to work how we want, then let's just stop it cut it off from what we're doing and just move on to the next thing. So I think we do that well. Like we give our ideas a chance and we really go all in. And then if we don't think they're going to work, we just leave them. Like for instance, mm -hmm. Fantasy Tradex. 
I invested more money in that idea than anything ever. We spent months developing it. And then after that first football season, we, we definitely could have kept going. Like, I, I still think it had legs and had potential. Like, it could have been a grind. We could have kept investing money and time and effort into it. But I thought, hey, it's not going to be – it's not going to grow as fast as I hoped it would. And uh, I could keep sinking stuff into it because I already have sunk a lot of energy into this. But I'm just going to stop and move on to the next thing. So you just have to make those decisions sometimes of like, hey, we've got more ideas we want to try. And uh, we're just going to cut this one off. Yeah. Well, and on maybe of like more of a mental, emotional health kind of uh, angle, um, I would say like a huge thing is just being kind to yourself and like being as gracious to yourself as you would be to somebody else during their failure. Um, and sometimes that's hard, especially if you like are, do have a little bit of a perfectionist tendency like me. Um, but I think that's huge is just like not equating your work and your ideas with you uh, and your value is huge. Um, a thing that like really helped me just mentally is doing a lot of mindfulness meditation of just clearing your mind of being like, like, cause my brain tends to dart like a zillion places. And if I'm feeling like frustrated or like, like I'm, like I'm a failure, it's like, that's all I can think about. It's just like, I'm pouring my coffee and it's like, Oh, I suck. I suck. I'm a terrible person. So mindfulness meditation has really helped me to just be like, Hey, you can actually control uh, what's going on in your own brain if you just kind of take a break and breathe deeply and just chill out for a second. So um, really kind of focusing on that has helped me. I use an app called Headspace that is really fun. It teaches you how to meditate um, and not in like a weird, like spooky way. It just like makes you like, okay, you're going to sit here and you're going to be calm and it's going to be great. You're going to breathe deep and you're going to be nice to yourself. That's great. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a great point. Not tying up your like self-worth into your ideas, because I have a friend. He is an entrepreneur and like he was doing something that was failing and he kept putting time and effort. He was like so worried about it. I'm like, yo, why don't you just move on to something else? And he's like, well, everyone's going to think I'm a failure if this idea doesn't work because I kind of like quit my job to do this or whatever. I'm like, dude, nobody cares. Like no one is judging you on if this idea works. Yeah. Like literally nobody is thinking about that. You're the only person thinking that way. And so I think like we have an easy time. I don't know how or why. Maybe it's just the way we're white or maybe it's just me personally, but I have, <laughs> I have an easy time not worrying about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if I fail, I'm confident enough to say like, Hey, that doesn't define me as a yeah. person. Like I'm, I'm still like, as long as I treat people well, like that's what defines me. And, uh, if my ideas fail or not, like no one really cares. I'm the one that cares more <laughs> than anyone else. So it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a sermon in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, who are the people in the organizations that you keep coming back to and learning from? Mm. Good question. So is that who in general, when you say the organizations, what does that mean? Uh, like the, like the people and the organizations. Yeah, the okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought you said, and. um, mm -hmm. so I, there's, there's not necessarily one person that I like look up to because everyone is like, especially the most like successful people are flawed in a lot of big ways. Like for instance, um, Elon Musk, I just read a biography on him. He's like probably the most significant entrepreneur we have in the world today, like with, with what he's doing, he's pioneering in like industries that no one has ever pioneered before. Like he's trying to take humans to Mars and he's trying to create uh, affordable electric vehicles and he's trying to create like sustainable energy. And like, he's trying to map 
the brain um, and like implant like um, uh, computers into it and stuff. Like he's like <laughs> pioneering in these things that no one else has ever tried before. Mm-hmm. But he's also you know, when you read, like, what people say about him, he's, like, a horrible boss. He, like, <laughs> right. treats people really bad. Right. He's, like, I would not want to be his friend. Exactly. Right. Like, his friends and family, like, feel like, you know, they're second to his aspirations, which he has amazing aspirations. And we might look back, like, on him as one of the most important people of, like, our era. But he sacrificed a lot of personal relationships for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's someone I look up to as, like, hey, it's, I, like, value what he's doing and it's interesting. But, uh, you know, not completely. But, you know, I like Elon Musk. I love mm-hmm. what Bill Gates is doing um, philanthropically, like what he's doing with his money and trying to, like, help the world and, like, all that stuff I love. Uh, just that's inspirational to me, like, his generosity. He's obviously, mm-hmm. like, the richest person in the world, mm-hmm. too. So. Right, and still very generous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really love Seth Godin. He's a, he's a marketing guy. Um, but I love his angle on things because when he's talking about marketing, but really he's just talking about being a good, generous person. Um, so as he's talking about like marketing networks, he's talking about like caring for people and like meeting needs and, um, things that I think just like line up with some things that Jesus taught, which is great. Um, so the, I love that kind of person who's like, they're getting stuff done, but ultimately the things that they're talking about, um, kind of speak to something a little bit deeper. Uh, Anne Lamott is another person. So she, she's an author and she wrote a book called bird by bird, uh, which is a book about writing, but it's also like a book about just like how to live your life. Well, um, so I love stuff like that, where it's like, these people are experts in their fields. Um, but the stuff that they're doing has a deeper meaning than just getting stuff done. So as we're wrapping up, you know, one question that we always love to ask everyone is what are you learning right now? Hmm. What are we learning right now? That's a good question. Um, I just read a book called The Book of Joy, and it is a conversation between Desmond Tutu, um, the archbishop, and the Dalai Lama, and they're talking about what joy is. Uh, And it was so good, and I loved it. They had such good stuff to say about, like, forgiveness um, and just kind of, like, the way that you move through the world in a way that is gracious and kind and full of joy. Um, And so they just had, like, a lot of really good stuff to say just about, like, the fact that joy is a choice and not just a reflection of your circumstances. Um, so I love that book. That's what I've been learning. Yeah. Uh, I've been learning how to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been learning that... how to be afraid of dying in a plane crash. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have. So that's, that's mm-hmm. fun. Um, I, and honestly, I'm learning a lot of, uh, like internet marketing stuff at the moment. Like I have been like listening to Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield, like a lot of people in that space. Mm -hmm. But now that we're actually running this business full time, I'm exploring more into like Facebook marketing and all that kind of stuff. So, and like automations, like how to automate all of your funnels and email sequences and marketing uh, efforts and all that. So that's interesting and fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause then really it's kind of like you keep testing things. Like I just love learning. So it's like test this idea and see like how many people respond to it. And if they enjoy the content and like if they hit this page and they go to the next page and then end up like purchasing. And so like watching that whole funnel is interesting to me and just like creating a user experience that people um, really find uh, helpful and useful and like leads them to the answers that they're looking for. So those are the kind of things that I'm learning at the moment Mm -hmm. too, other than flying airplanes. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. So thanks so much for joining us today. If 
uh, people want to learn more from you, Kenny and L, how can they uh, get in contact with you? Uh, well, stuff you can use org is probably the, the home base where you can find everything. Uh, if you want to go straight to our new project, which is Grow Curriculum, you can go to growcurriculum.org. Um, plus, we are both on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, although I use them a lot more than Kenny does, but he is there. so People message me. They do. <laughs> but that's like what I use they it do. for, messaging, not really for posting. <laughs> oh, Kenny. <laughs> how, many, how many L's do you have in your Twitter handle, L? So my, my Twitter and Instagram handles are a little bit of a sad story. Um, so Twitter, I have 11 L's, which I liked. I, that, that made me happy. 11 L's, here's the thing. It, there's like some alliteration there. You know, I like alliteration. Uh, and then also, if you look at the number um, 11, it looks like two L's. So that's how I rationalize it. We but in were- reality, everything else below 11 L's was taken. So <laughs> 11 L's is what we've got. And then on Instagram, I originally had the handle L with 11 L's. And then Instagram locked me out of my account, and they won't let me back in. So now I have a new one that's L with 18 L's, because that was the <laughs> next one that was available. It's really sad. So. Oh, I we should. were literally talking beforehand, like, we have to ask why. I, I hate it. It's, it's a struggle. I know. My friends tell me, they're like, L, like, you are a professional woman. You need a more professional Twitter handle. And I refuse. I refuse to do it. No. Not happening. <laughs> that's awesome. Great. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. You got it. Coming out of that interview, I think one of my biggest takeaways, and I think something that all of us can learn, is a skill that all of us need to learn to develop, is the skill of learning whether or not to pursue something or to cut your losses. Because you've heard several examples, especially when uh, Kenny was talking about that fantasy football thing, is that sometimes you have to learn that it's okay to let go of an idea that you started, even if you've invested a lot of money in it. Sometimes it's better just to move on. And then sometimes you have to learn of the truly great ideas that you have to be willing to pursue. And I think that's a skill that all of us need to develop, is learning to decide what we should pursue and what we should stop. Now, in the next episode, we're going to be talking with Loyal Collective. So Loyal Collective is a really cool group that we've just been so excited to be able to interview. Um, it's a couple guys who who literally they make they make custom denim products, um, specifically jeans. And uh, Tim and Matt are our two guys, the, the the two kind of founders of the company. And it was just such an honor to be able to to to, to be able to bring this 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 conversation to you. Um, what's going to be really fun is to be able to hear some of the, the really the story of the company. Um, great story, and we're so excited for you guys to be able to catch that next week. And the best way, the best way to make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, or whatever podcast player you use. If you want to see some of our key takeaways from this episode, check out our show notes. So the show notes are a great way to stay connected to, to what's going on um, in each of our episodes um, by being able to read and it, so to go check out links, to be able to see quotes. We have um, click to tweets there where you can simply go in and, and just hit hit the hit the button and you can send tweets out of quotes that we got that we pulled from the episodes. And also in there, any articles that were mentioned, any, any links to sites, all of that is right there for you to be able to consume. 
and it's really easy to navigate. All that you have to do is go into whatever podcast player you use and either go, if you're using the iTunes podcast player, you go under the description tab. And if you're using most other podcast players, um, there will be a way for you, there will be an information icon or something like that to the right of each episode. You simply hit that and you can go right in and catch all of the show notes. Um, and it's just a great way to continue to stay connected long after we've stopped talking. This podcast has helped you in any way. You can show your appreciation by leaving a rating or writing a review of the podcast on iTunes. You can also show your appreciation by hitting us up on social media. You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram at our, our handle at the Learners Corner, or on Twitter where our handle is at Learners Podcast. Until next time, keep learning and keep growing. <laughs>